You're tuned to SAFM 104 to 107. You can also catch us on the DSTV audio bouquet on channel 814 as well as online at safm.co.za. So a recent, uh, a very recent decision by the Supreme Court of Appeal should be welcomed by holders of mineral and petroleum rights who were prejudiced by deregistration. And just to unpack what this ruling actually means, um, I'm joined on the line by Jack Will Ferris from Cliff Decker Off Mayor. Jack, well, good evening. Welcome to the talk shop. Good evening, lady. Thank you for having me. Yeah, look, I, I read through the, the article that you had sent to us, right, on this um, dispute resolution, and I think it's, it's quite technical, so I don't want to try and explain yeah. it myself. I'd rather <laughs> give you the platform to do that. Okay, yeah, so it is a bit technical because it deals, obviously, with the Mineral Petroleum Resources Development Act and also when a company, in terms of that act, will be deemed to be deregistered Mm. and thereby lose its right. Just to give the listeners a bit context to, obviously, how mining licenses or rights in South Africa work, I think, um, let me just give a brief background to give context to the whole discussion. Right. So um, in in terms of South African law, the Mineral Petroleum Resources Development Act sets out what is a requirement for any person in South Africa to apply for mining right uh, for any mineral um, in South Africa or, or petro- petroleum right. Right. If that person complies with all the requirements, uh, he then gra- is granted a right by the Minister of mm-hmm. Mineral Resources. Mm-hmm. Then he needs to execute whatever obligations that right imposes them. In, in the current scenario, it was a prospecting right for gold. So you, prospecting means you obviously now need to search uh, for the gold to see whether it's economically viable to extract it and then apply for mining. So that's researching like a piece of land, right? Yes, to see essentially. If, researching if the land is and seeing whether there's actually uh, suitable or enough gold to extract economically. Right. Now, what happened here is that in terms of the same act, the MPRDA, it says if... Uh, this is one of the instances. If your company is deregistered, so this now uh, goes into the company's act. If your company is deregistered, you automatically lose your uh, right, whether prospecting right or mining right or whatever right granted in terms of the MPRDA. Mm. Now, this person was then aggrieved um, because uh, so his, his, his right lapsed. Um, he, he applied to the, to the department for a renewal of his prospecting right. They informed him, no, your prospecting right lapsed because it was deregistered. You obviously spend a significant amount of money in terms of prospecting the area. Mm. Uh, the DMR then awarded someone a third party right over his area saying, in terms of the act, your right has lapsed, and unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. So he then, in terms of the MPRDA, appealed the process internally. Ultimately, the minister said, uh, you don't have a right. He then took the matter to court. So then the Pretoria High Court found that actually uh, the minister was correct in terms of interpretation. So it's more a legal issue in terms of legal interpretation whether the section in, 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 in the MPRDA uh, dealing with deregistration, what does that contemplate? Uh, just to give, again, it's again technical. Yeah. Uh, from a deregistration That's a section 56, right? Um, what happens in our law, if, if a company is deregistered, it means essentially it's dead. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the Companies Act. But the Companies Act also makes provision for someone to apply to the company's commission to get that company restored on the registrar. Okay. Now, 
the the argument with the court was that because the act, which is the MPRD, only refers to deregistration, if you are deregistered at a certain point in time and say it's uh, three months later and you apply for re-registration, that right has actually lapsed. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So ultimately our, our Supreme Court of Appeal said that that cannot be the case because it's prejudicial to the holder of, of uh, prospecting rights because similar to any other rights that a, that a company has when it's restored, a prospecting right or mineral right should also be restored. Mm. Okay, and, and where does the, 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 the issue of intellectual property then step in? Because obviously you're saying if a, if a right has lapsed on a, a specific area, right, where there's this prospecting right and that right has lapsed, then I guess the concern by that company would be that, you know, another entity would then step in into that same area and apply for a prospecting right. Yeah, so if, if, if a right lapses, someone else can apply over the same area. Mm. So in terms of intellect, there's not really intellectual property, it's just, um, most information in terms of prospecting, when you prospect those, that information you in any event have to send to the Department of Mineral Resources in terms of obligation as a, as a holder of a prospecting or mining right. Mm. So, uh, that person obviously will just have to comply with all the normal requirements, show that he has a technical ability, he has access to financial resources, and he can essentially execute whatever prospecting plan he needs to comply with. Now, the, the problem is just that someone who is now already a, who has a prospecting right has incurred a significant amount of money to make the prospecting right valuable in order to apply for mining right. Now, on a technicality where, say, the uh, CIPC, the company's intellectual property um, commission, deregistered the company mm. uh, through administrative error, and because of that, now this, this holder of the prospecting right essentially will suffer because the Act or the MPRDA specifically refers to deregistration. So even if it's a deregistration by the CRPC through administrative errors or oversights, um, the unfortunate event was in the past that a company in that position would then not have, would have been in a position where the DMR says you don't have a right and someone else can apply for the right. Mm. But you've incurred a number of, uh, or, or you've, you've incurred debt mm. essentially to prospect for the specific mineral and because of that you, you're now losing it. So what, what the, what the judgment is ultimately does is just create certainty in our law, specifically in terms of mineral and prospecting rights, in, when it lapses, and what is refer, what is meant by deregistration, that mm. you can't just look at the letter of the word in terms of the section 56 of the MPRDA, but you have to have reference to other pieces of legislation, such as the Companies Act. It says if someone applies for the restoration of the company, that entities corporate identity is restored in its entirety. Okay. And it's not just uh, a certain portion of that. Yeah. You know, mm. the concern here is, in a, and I wanted to ask you, you know, why should, why are we talking about this on national radio? Why should the public care? But I, this goes back to, you know, employment creation in the country, right? And we talk about mining jobs already at, the, at stake. And so the sense that I'm getting is, you know, why then try and limit mining activity um, as it stands already? Yes, so from a, from a job creation and an economic activity perspective, see what it does create is that if you have a situation where there's uncertainty in our law in terms of what, what is the position relating to 
specific rights, w- whether they lapse or not. Um, it could create a situation like this where two entities are now fighting over a specific area mm. where that area could have, uh, because this case uh, started in 2010. So I would say by 2013 or f- uh, 14, there could potentially have been a, a mining operation running at that specific area. Now there's a fight between the DMR, a fight between uh, uh, these two entities of who should actually be the holder of a prospecting right with the DMR. Mm. So it just delays processes um, for for us as, as a country. Yeah. Um, that, that's fundamentally the issue. Yeah, and, and so is it, is it true that the department may want to then appeal this decision by the Supreme uh, Court? So there is a possibility from a, so the only court they can go to is the, the constitutional court, but um, there should be constitutional grounds for them to appeal the decision. From mm. my perspective, I don't see any specific constitutional issues. Wouldn't it just be easy just to reinstate the licenses and the rights? Uh, apology. Wouldn't it just be easier just to reinstate the rights? Uh, the problem with just reinstating it is because you have you have a similar situation like this where someone else might have applied mm. for a right, so you're now prejudicing that person, and that person might have a, have a legitimate expectation that he, there's no other competing rights. I've now applied for this. Now it opens a can of worms, obviously, for the DMR because now I'm, they need to deal with so, someone which may be from their interpretation of the law. And mm. that is also the debate that academics and practitioners have had where they might have gotten advice saying, but this is the position. In terms of the act, you can, uh, uh, the right has lapsed. You now, you don't have to entertain that application. Now someone else has applied and it creates this mix, uh, concoction for the de- department where they now need to sort out these administrative issues. Yeah, but now let's, let's just, let me just ask you something here now. How much of the blame or the responsibility does the department really take, considering that, you know, prospecting right is, is granted for a period of five years, right? So if the company yes. itself is unable to go and get that right renewed, why, would, why, why is it that the department needs to then step in? And, 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 and take the blame in court? No, no, the department doesn't take the blame. The department um, has exercised administrative function. So this person um, had the prospecting right during the course of its prospecting right for one or other reasons, one of one other government institution being the CRPC for administrative reasons, uh, failed to register the company or it was deregistered. Mm. And now the same entity is applying for renewal of its prospecting right because it's coming to an end. Now, the, the Department of Mineral Resources Office will look at all the relevant uh, documentation, including whether the company is still on the company's register. Hmm. Based on that, the, the DMR would say, listen, if you're not on the company's register in terms of the act, you're automatically disqualified and you don't have any right anymore. Okay, what so role is that, Cliff Dickoff may playing in all of this now? So from our side, obviously, we are a law firm. We give legal advisory services to clients in terms of issues surrounding the Minerals and Petroleum Resources Development Act Mm. and also um, how to assist clients in these type of issues. Yeah. Okay. Give us us your website then, Jacqueline. Our website is uh, www.clifftecherhoffmeyer.com. Okay, and Cliff is spelt with an E at the end. So C L I F F E Decker D E K K E R Hoffmeyer H O F M E Y R dot C O dot Z A. You said. 
Dot com. Dot com. Okay, great. Jack Wong, very enlightening. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you. Pleasure. Great stuff. It's 8 o'clock. Let's get the news.